You are listening to Let's Go, the weekly anime podcast about weekly anime from Dynamite in the Brain and Secret of the Sailor Madness. So come along and hang with the Let's Go gang. It's Dwayne. Hello. It's Niall. How are you? And it's me, Brian. And on this episode, we are covering anime that aired the week of the 22nd to the 28th, apparently, in my script. The 28th. Uh, of May 2022 and uh, we have an exception to this though and that is Tiger and Bunny episode 8 season 2 you can't judge a book by its cover if you think the individual stories about our heroes are over you're wrong, they're carrying on more (laughs) (laughs) the villains are in the city but they're busy getting a bit of sightseeing and first before they destroy it you want you want yeah you want to hit the sites before you yeah yeah wreck the whole fucking joint yeah um who's the guy they demand thomas to tell whether or not he's a fan of oh like captain bastard or something Is yeah the, uh, um, mr legend is the other dude um, mr maximum maximum cuz he had like a gladiator thing going on different uh, different dude um Okay. <laughs> Anyways, it was like you know, like you know, he was a hero, but you know, he took extreme measures to get the job done, and he was actually more dangerous than some of the villains. And then they called him a villain, and then Mister Legend defeated him. It was like, and then, but it was like, uh, he believes only in his own strength. And the two let the phone say, "Yeah, we believe in our own strength. Oh, we believe in our own strength. Hey, man, and that's isn't that rad?" And uh, he is Thomas. Is this uh, Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty cool, I guess, because he's on the outs with. This whole superhero game, because uh, it was <clears throat> in a hostage situation earlier in the week. This guy starts one mouth and off and, run, and rubs in the wrong way, or like uh, he fucking says, "Oh, it's okay. I'll drop the gun. I'll drop the gun. Okay, better do that." But then he pulls the gun and shoots him anyway. And then like one of the innocent bystanders gets wounded, and that sets him off. Hmm. And then he gets a whole a whole thing. Of fucking, you can't. You can't uh, <laughs> you're going to be a superhero. You can't beat this man like a fucking dog in the street on live TV. It's it's kind of the and again because all of their superheroic exploits are shown live. It's like oh, I haven't fucking cut the commercial. Um, but it's it's still they they're going to have to give him at the very least the suspension. Um, because the public saw that thing and it's like yeah, it's not it's not so much the suspension is temporary, but it might become permanent if the public decide. That's not good enough. Like, uh, it'd be nice if the same kind of thing was put on. I don't know, fucking cops. Let's say, for example. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, that's getting, the difference. He's getting, sorry, he's getting raked over to colds. Then in the press, it's like, oh, he is Thomas is going to quit heroing? Maybe? Question mark. But he doesn't know how to like properly read a newspaper article and and and, and yeah. while misleading headlines, mm-hmm. you see, just like you know, I'm leaving this no good town. And it's kind of the contest between him and Mister Black, where. Uh, like, because he initially trusted the <clears throat> the guy's like, I surrender. And he's like, oh, I thought we were going to do like a big epic fight. But then when he pulled the gun on him, he's like, never trust anyone. And again, Mr. Black reading the newspaper is like, he is Thomas is quitting superheroing. And uh, Tiger and Bunny are just like, yeah, there's a question mark at the end there so they can retract it later. This, well, I got caught by that shit all the fucking time. <laughs> it's, it's just the press, man. It's bullshit. It's like, but does he know that? It's like, oh shit, he probably doesn't know that because he's also new. So they're trying to get him on the phone visit his apartment and stuff but he's already he's already man he, he, he's hitting the road the thing i i do like the real he's actually not hitting the road he's just like well i can't go to work today so i'm just gonna bum around town. i'm off on a sulk <laughs> yeah very very uh very teenagery and stuff and again the 
his manager slash ma'am of um, kind of going like talking to the principal of the of the superheroes going like, oh, please just let him off with a, a suspension if you don't mind for beating up a kid at school. <laughs> yes. Um, and then when he's leaving the museum, a couple ask him to help them get home. Because, yeah, the, the husband has, like, a heart condition that put left the medication at home, but the wife can't drive. Could you drive us home, young man? And he's like, uh, not really. It's kind of out of my way, but, yeah, I guess I could. He's like, yeah, you know, I can't be here all. You know, this is all right. You know, a little bit more. Oh, won't you stay for dinner, please? The least we could do for someone like you. It's like, oh, maybe I, maybe I can trust again. Like, oh, won't you stay the night? You know, you've a long way to go home in the dark. And he's again, okay, he's like being brought in by their kindness. As I remember the last time I trusted somebody, you know, and what caused me to never do that again back in the orphanage from I got separated from my sister due to uh, mutant related racism, basically, because <laughs> they yeah. want the adopted sister, wanted to put out his sister, but he only wanted to be adopted with Millie's sister, not break up the family after their mm. parents died in a car crash. Yeah, um, but and I lashed out with my powers, and in the process, I hurt my sister's leg. Just the same way that bystander the other day got got winged. Well, because um, he he trusted the criminals to not pull a gun on him, basically. <laughs> but he shouldn't have trusted this kindly couple of guys. Oh no, the food was drugged. Like, oh, this is uh, why did I learn to trust again, only to be betrayed again? Uh, and this these guys are like serial house robbers who pretend they own the house. And then copy the fingerprints of someone they trick into the house that they don't own so that you can't um, arrest them. But it's like it's, you're doing this on a serial basis and you keep leaving witnesses yes, behind. Yes, I was so going to say, it's, it's a terrible plan. It's not the ghost game because they, I believe they have photos of them. They know who they're looking yeah. for. <laughs> they can change their face. It's like, uh, Is it the the wife of the team can can copy fingerprints? One of them can copy fingerprints. Yes. And that's their entire next power. Uh, yeah, that, that, that's for us. That's for it's that's for Neil. I, if you give given like a hard lot in life, no powers of flight, or just pretend nothing to get fingerprint changing, you know, so you just agree. Well, that's the lot. I'm giving a gun on this user for ill. I can literally only use that for crimes and identity theft. This guy should go, maybe a koala did it. <laughs> no, we have footage of you doing it, so yeah. <laughs> we have your semen on, on, uh, on the body. <laughs> You're holding the knife right now. Yeah, well, what knife? Also, you, you, had a, you cooked a whole dinner and ate a whole dinner in the house before you copied his fingerprints. So, like, I don't know why you thought this was work. I thought it was weird because the husband was wearing gloves the whole time. And I was like, is that going to be like something? Mm-hmm. It's like, he's not leaving the fingerprints is obviously the thing. Yeah. Uh, but, um, yeah. So do with them. And then there's a whole lot of drama at the end in that our two, the two brothers uh, basically try to remember the names of the superheroes they're going to kill before they kill them. And they, then they, just give up and they're like, can we start killing them now? And their dad's like, yeah, anytime you like, we put the TV on. And they say, somebody else killing Barnaby uh, as, <laughs> as he's been shot off a building. Hmm. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's our uh, cliffhanger, I, I do believe. Hmm. Uh, oh, no, the, kinda... other cl- the other cliffhanger is Jimmy Olsen has collapsed yes. and knocked all these chemicals together and they formed a new chemical that's glowing. So I assume he'll inject himself yep. with that next episode. Giant turtle. Giant turtle boy. <laughs> Super penicillin. 
Uh, I, I so want that to happen. And yeah, it, it does a lot of good, like establishing the, the characters um, interrelationships. Like Mr. Black and he is almost not really friends, but he does know a lot about him. Like he only eats broccoli and like um, steamed chicken because he's trying to build up his muscles. Mm. So uh, like, <laughs> and then. Yeah, uh, like, like he's from like lasagna for the first time in, in, in eight a decade. years. And, and, and it's his favorite and food. And it's just like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like fun taste, but exploding after <laughs> It's just regular cheese, but it's just fucking amazing. They didn't need the, didn't, yeah. they didn't need the drugs. He would have probably just passed out from the ecstasy of that. You know, the big <laughs> lasagna meal, he's going to be out for hours. Um, yeah, the other thing is, obviously, the uh, Barnaby is taking advice from Jimmy Olsen to how, how to how to establish that you're on his side without doing it. So they've all, all the heroes are suddenly squeezing stress balls on TV to show that they're in support of We, we Are Thom- Thomas. Yeah. They are in the We Are Thomas movement. Um, with all their stress balls and like none of the reporters asked them any questions about the stress balls which is he really is weird to me because they're hatters aren't they that's what we learned in the previous episode <laughs> they're fans yeah, yeah. of hatters oh god yeah or you're right hitters hitters sorry hitters even yes hitters yeah uh mm-hmm. yeah so that's tiger buddy episode eight then we've got birdie wing golf girl story episode eight final bullet uh uh, Let's do the mega happy ending! Yay! <laughs> For most people, anyway. Uh, yeah, most people. Yeah, so Rose was seeing this as her chance to pull herself out of the underground, put illegal golf behind her. Fucking called it, man! It's like she fudged that she didn't win the right game, and they took her arm as payment. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, like the less obvious thing is the slightly cyborg bone um, replacement prosthetic arm but yeah uh, it, it you totally called it for sure which um, does not go well for her uh, I do like how the final shot we don't even see we just see immediately uh, Eve and Viper showing up in the car loading all the other girls into the car and then because they were waiting for the last second like yes. the, 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 the construction truck was just driving into the building kind of thing it was just like okay I like how right. Eve has just put one of the girls on top of Viper's head. <laughs> uh, and then as they're driving away with all their cash, then we go back and see exactly how Eve had won because uh, Rose had managed, she'd struggled on the previous shot uh, and then this shot, she'd got it so close, just hadn't quite got in. Yeah, uh, it was the idea that she actually didn't drive it as far as she could have, even with one arm, but she drove it at a distance that she's re- she really excels at. So she yes. thought she could get it in like a would that be an eagle? I think that's an eagle in golf. I don't know. Anyway, Eve rebounded off her off Rosie's ball and got a hole in one. So. Like yeah, yeah, pushed her ball away and got her one in from. It was just, just like, going for like oh, I I can really put a little twist on this just to rub it in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've exceeded uh, you, woman. And the Rose, Rose had a kind of thing of like. According to her, but I don't really believe what she says, she wanted to beat Eve because that would prove that she's wasted her life on crime golf when she could have been a, like a regular golfer. Because <laughs> if I can beat someone with potential like Eve, then that proves that I could have been a real golfer and then I can regret my life. Damn, she beat me. <laughs> Guess I can't even regret my life. <laughs> a very odd thing, but it's, it's clear. It's like, yeah, I mean, even Rose told the the barfinage to like like don't don't leave until the last second wait wait till eve gets to you she expected eve to win the entire fucking time so yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's uh and then the second half is 
let's go and get ourselves some forged passports and move to England. <laughs> or possibly we're already in England. We don't know. The geography is all over the place. It's, a, it, it's kind of, a, I, I, I'm guessing it's, it could be space in something like Malta, where like it was uh, like part of fucking Britain for a time, but yeah. no, that, that it wasn't. Uh, so remnants remain, but it's not quite like the, the main look. The main thing that I think it couldn't possibly be Britain is because they're using Euros, which they'd never stop using the pound. But they've got the the red telephone boxes. Yes. (laughs) And also the money's got like a monarch on it. (laughs) (laughs) Also, Monaco, Princess Grace. (laughs) And while the fresh is like a made up country or continent Mm. or something, all the other things they name as places are real. They're just not necessarily next to the locations they seem to indicate the next to. I think what I... has happened in history to make golf the main thing how people interact with the world has also changed a considerable other amount of All the countries on their passports are real countries, and presumably where mm. they originally came from. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to find my tweet. So there's like the, there's a postcode, which I think is a Derby postcode. <laughs> Uh, there's a town name which is like an East Nottinghamshire town name. Uh, they mentioned Guildford though as well, which is nowhere near either of those two places. And if you look up the street name where they're all living, there I think that drops you in Aldershot as the first result. And then you look at the okay. map, and there's like ten golf courses within an hour of that street. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Is this anywhere near the water, by the way? <laughs> uh, no, I don't think so. Uh, um, I, also, I kind of posit yeah. that it's some kind of amalgamation of that, where it's like, no, it's some, like, island nation, like, in the Mediterranean, it could, like, no, is this, like, uh, is it Malta, is it Cyprus, it's, it's somewhere, like, no, you wouldn't think, oh, you know what Italy is like, you know what Greece is like, Malta is like, what is it like, really? I know, yeah. I know it used to be part of Britain. I think they're like island nations in Valkyrie Drive, because that uses the same country name. I've not watched Mad Lack, so I don't know whether that is all island nations as well. Because um, mm. obviously in Valkyrie Drive, they take them away from their home country and drop them on another island mm. uh, full of transforming lesbians. Um, uh but uh, yeah, so I don't know whether it's consistent. Obviously, you know, Haybot, that's also got a strange island nation in it as well. Um, so uh, it's quite the curious uh, bit of geography. Mm. I was trying to figure out whether that train station is anywhere real as well. You I know of a stained glass train station anywhere? Um, it, I, it, it, looked, it looked like a, um, a bit more well-kept one of the... Um, it's in the main station in Prague. So it's kind of like that. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I assume maybe. the pub they ended up in is a specific pub that they have sourced, um, but obviously changed the, so that, the number plate off. Changed the number, <laughs> like, yeah. There's like, you know, there's like uh, got passed on a few notes from Lupin Part 6. Here's <laughs> some research. We fished out the bins, the two out. Mm. Um, and then, of course, wherever they are, everything looks like London. So, uh, except also yeah. in London, where you have outdoor swimming pools where you can. Mm-hmm. Uh, America, splash around London. and have a great time mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, so but yes the, the, the danger's not over for Eve yet uh, because I can't remember her name, Rose's little assistant shows up to, to wave a to knife at her, her knife. 
yeah. but also warn her that assassins, assassins are coming after even Rose. Yeah, and I, I liked her thing. It was like, so you just you just go live your life and then fucking die, like running off crying. It's like that's the weirdest way to help someone out I've ever seen. It's great. <laughs> uh, you get you get what she's pissed off because it is like yeah. you know so, so irrational about it. Saying <laughs> the, the mafia are sending hitmen after Rose. I didn't call them. Right to me as well. <laughs> Who are you mm. actually angry at here? But that was so, like a, yeah, rational. Steve is going to escape the assassins by heading to the fictional nation of Japan. Yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah, sounds made up, yeah. It's Japan. <laughs> get out of here. Uh, and uh, they even get the, um, the the tearful goodbye at the train station, which kind of changes when you can't roll down the windows. They have to do it at the door for the immediate thing. Um, yeah. You know, Eve is going through the glass. What? <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to don't forget your face. Oh, look, oh, so much. What? We're gonna have uh, to cut back to them at some stage because we need more Gundam product placement. I, I don't, I don't know. That's we're... true. Yeah, maybe they'll like fly out when she reaches the final of the tournament. Um, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> it went to duty free. Oh, so the, the, the duty free like Gundam kids, I guess. Japan shares <laughs> and shares amazing country. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? Oh, we also Rose is lying by the docks, uh, and Shah Asnabal shows up. I, yeah, I like the, the first car pulled up. Was like, oh, here's the assassin. It's like, no, it's Char going. Like, the fuck, did you call me for? I, I'm a busy fucking man. I got a fucking life, you know. I got shit going on outside of this. I'm, got, I'm busy being a, a world hopping mercenary golfer. Hmm. And she's like, hey, how come? How, what did she? What did she got that I ain't got? And it's like, you know, ambition to fight people or fight people at golf stronger than her, rather than just beat people who are weaker than her for money. That's it. That's what she mm-hmm. had. And the absolute and then, best. Best payoff oh, though, yeah. Before you know, you go on because there's the other bit we got to deal with Rose first. But uh, well, I was mm. going to deal with the other bit. So no, after you. Uh, the absolute best bit though is Viper on a yacht with the guy who betrayed <laughs> the mafia mm-hmm. from the previous episode. <laughs> Mega happy ending. Yeah, yeah. She's she's off on her yacht with her boyfriend, who's really into her tongue, and um, she's mm. going to retire from gambling golf. And she's got a yacht now, so she made enough to get the yacht living the dream. I don't know if she if she's the Butchiko slash Lupin type character that we know she is. She's gonna come back and you know, all for one last job get on the hunt. You know, the lures gonna be too strong. Well, she's clearly like too nice to be an underground golf because much of all as she has literal fangs, she's been completely defanged by this show, and she's just actually sound out. <laughs> you put a child on her head, she'll barely complain. Yeah, uh, and then Rose gets killed by an unseen assassin at the end, presumably. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> It's, yeah. uh, it has like almost the exact same frame, so exact same lighting as the fucking end of Gundam Iron Blooded Orphans. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> she's got the same hair color as well. Is it the same and shirt it, uh, color too? I can't remember. Uh, very similar, but it's, it's mm. like it all just there's, there's nothing glorious about this at all. Uh, but there is this yeah. still it tries to conjure this portrait of it as like you know. So she fucking gets it right between the eyes, but we can able to see from her point of view as she kind of her body slumps backwards, peering up at the sky at the plane. Probably the same plane that Eve is apart in this hellhole from right now. And yeah, cut to Eve. It's like, whoa, the drinks are free. Fucking give me another. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh yeah, we, yeah. You, on the passports, you get to see like how young all these cats. So uh, two of the kids are four, another one's five. Mm. Lily's thirteen. And Clyde is 18. 
Like, it's bananas. I, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I guess by the time you are 30, you are an old man in this world. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Looking for Shara Astabelle, he's only 21. <laughs> he's been a hard life. He's seen some shit, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll see whether uh, uh, meme makers completely destroy the power of Rose's death like they did the one from I Bloody Orphans. Uh, I'm kind of going to be sorry that the, the the show has moved away to Underground Mafia Golf because it's been fucking bananas. Um, I, I hope it has some other mad bastard shit in store when it becomes... Well, um, well, uh, see, for see, gifted golfers, I guess. Yeah. See, as as uh, as Eve is a marked woman, uh, this is going to come back up eventually. Uh, yeah, hopefully. But for now, it's going to kind of change the pace for a bit, and let's see how you know she's because you know, she is now very much so officially coming in as this renegade golfer, muscling in on the on like um on Saint Trinian's uh, proper school for golf for proper ladies. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that she's now going to face much more deadly foes, teenage girls. Um, and then they can go completely opposite way. It goes fucking aim for the ace style melodrama. Then, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that but, 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 but she's coming in with, with, with a fun mindset of like, you know, why do you put like the hotshot Gundam pilot in the story? You know, would they have no fear of fancy this philosophy? This golf is exact same as shooting a man with a gun. I'm, I'm yes. just saying, I want like one or two cyborgs. That's all, you know. Yes, because it would be the opposite of Gunbuster. So Gunbuster's putting the aim for the ace characters inside a mecha show. And yeah. this, this may well be putting a mecha character inside an aim for the ace type show. Uh, um, if they can both, if, if, if that's as potent a mixture, if they, if they can like, get anything as close as that possibly could be, it would be, mm, yes. Then we've got your boy Komei, episode nine, for the populace. We just get the secret origin of Azalea and how they sold out for success. If you want to win in this industry, man, you gotta you gotta do what the manager tells you. You gotta wear yeah. the weird fucking costume with the weird bits. And... Yeah, the manager yeah, but... is the is the worst character they've introduced so far because he's got he's got a great haircut. That's he's the, got a great haircut. He, he looks like he's come out of some sort of sixties. Uh, Drama. Oh, I, I was getting fucking uh, listeners kind of looks flashbacks. So it was like, well, you see, see based on a yeah. particular kind of dude yes, or amalgamation. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was busy searching up like films about the music industry to see if he was like specifically drawn from. Oh yeah, yeah. But the the thing which bothered me though, he's the only character we've seen with a physical disability, and there's like a hint in this Shit, episode right, that that's the reason why he's like he is. Oh God, you're fucking right. I didn't even pick up on that because I, I I was. I was seeing his walking cane that he holds way too fucking high, dude. That's bad for your back. Yes, because it's like, like the limp. We get the limp, I think, around the same time as we get the line about I used to think the same way you thought. Oh. But the music industry literally broke my leg. <laughs> he used to be a fun, like a like a champion, like a break dancer. He was he was doing backup for Lionel, backup dancer for Lionel Richie. You know, he had it all laid out for him. But then the accident that day happened. Yeah, I think he's, from me. Yeah, he's yeah. the least real character we've had so far. And this is a show which has a man who is the reincarnation of a character from the Romance of the Three Kingdoms. I mean, like, he behaves as you would expect Komei to behave if he was trying to magic, manage a music industry type. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sneakily. Yeah. Uh, but the the story, yeah, the story doesn't need him to be disabled. That, that's the thing. And yeah. I've got the, I've got the yeah. sneaking suspicion that the story is going to make it necessary that he's disabled to explain why he's mean. 
God, yeah, I think he probably. probably so hopefully he doesn't do that. that but I don't think I don't think the people making the anime are to blame for that. That's just the comic they're adapting. And there's probably the chance that they'll lessen any effect it had in the comic. But uh, mm-hmm. given that they've kind of toned things down elsewhere from the comic. But yeah, the gist of it is is they were a high school band. They wanted to do rock and roll. That's what we want. They were going to be called Band, Band, Band at one point. Uh, for like, for like maybe like a couple of seconds, where they went, that's a dumb name. What if we just yeah. combine all our names? Nah. What if we call ourselves mm. Azalea? Because it's like the language of flowers and shit. And it's just like, oh, that's really cool. Actually, that that works. Yeah. <clears throat> it's like that's, that, that, that's mysterious. That's actually why you gotta have this mystique. I assume yeah, the, but yeah. yeah. I just realized the Band, Band, Band thing is probably a play on the Linda, Linda, Linda movie. <laughs> Could be, yeah. That's why my, my, you know, my, my cynical comment I don't allow everyone to say, no, it's kind of like a you know, band, band, band. you got like a certain like rhythm to it and mm-hmm. a similar thing going on here. But it's not as simple as for just going to Tokyo and you just make it big immediately. It's like, nope, you're playing to like a, a crowd you can count on one hand every other night. Hmm. And they're not setting fires under people uh, the way they were back in their in their kind of high school band. It's it's the idea of like you're a big fish in a small pond. That uh, they were really talented, but once you went to Tokyo, you're like there's a lot of motherfuckers you're competing with. And yeah, the manager approaches them and says, "You guys are good. If you do exactly what I say, play my fucking songs, do my shit, then you'll be successful." And they're like, "No way, man! Would never sell out to you." But uh, the music, man, well, screw you. A bit of jobbing and having to pay back the ticket sales you don't fucking say, uh, say, sell with your uh, part-time job, which is very quickly becoming your main fucking job. It's kind of like, yeah, maybe we yeah, ought to go yeah. back and apologize to that guy. Yeah, well, it's, it's an anatomy you just goes over and says, I'm yeah. going to take this butters for all of us. No fun. We'll do it. We'll agree to your terms, you sick son of a bitch. I thought you come crawling back. <laughs> and again, like she kind of sees that the other band or her two friends are kind of like they're they're excited. There's like, oh my god, I fucking bought a washing machine for my parents. It's like, oh, that's fantastic. I was thinking of getting a new microwave. Oh, I feel great that we're actually earning fucking money doing the thing we said we love. And she's like, yeah, I also want to buy things, and I'm happy with success. That just means monetary value and not like personal like growth or anything. Yeah, because his it, argument it, is his argument is is that this is a job and you have to please yeah. the paying customer. Well, mm-hmm. it, it does a good job of this and like the sympathy for him because, like, I think particularly now, um, let's say the kind of audience or the age bracket being portrayed here, like a lot of parts of the world, they're getting stretched and crushed, and there's little opportunity for them at all. Like, you know, so this this kind of kind of thing sort of like will always resonate, but I think even more so now, and it's again. Yeah, just to not have to worry even for a little bit about how I'm going to uh, fucking find somewhere to live you know, and pay for it and then pay for electricity for the place to live and then for anything I got to put in there to feed myself or or, or, or I take care of myself. And then yeah, I, can, yeah. I, I, I can like take care of my family as well. I'll fucking I'll do is I'll take it out of myself. You know, it, it, I, the trade off is enough for me. And it's a trade off with passion, with our artistic merit and... Um... Yeah. Actual fucking being able to live and pay rent. Yeah, and shit. but yeah, it's crap. Yeah. Like, because it shouldn't have to be that way. Uh, it, you shouldn't have to make in the entire fucking sacrifice at the very least. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. this sacrifice, weirdly, is not really for her. It turns out this is a sacrifice she's unwittingly doing for Iko because it's all part of Koei's plan that she explain who she is. So this will 
allow Ico because she'd been back to the studio thinking, oh, I don't I didn't need to use that third thing, and so, but she had still had quite found her voice, so she'd used it, got up to the roof, then she'd revealed who she was, get the explanation, and that's. I the like thing. the way she revealed it with the blimp that was yes. going behind her. <laughs> this is like. Hey. <laughs> but that's the impetus that Eiko needed to find her voice so she could sing the song to somebody. She could sing it with, yep. fill it with meaning now. Um, she, she sympathizes. She, her, it, it, she has, like, uh, the, the music uh, producer is kind of like, you have your, you, you've done much better in a short amount of time, but I still don't know what you're trying to say. What are you, what are you trying to achieve by doing this? And she figures out, I need to reach people, reach people's hearts. Um, and kind of speak to them, kind of thing. And she has an audience of one here. I mean, there's a lot of people on that rooftop, but her main well, yeah, audience is like I'm some trying sort to of get a mascot up there as well. Two mascots, unusually. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I, I did like Comey's oh, earlier okay. uh, disguise, uh, hanging out with the rappers, where he was just hiding behind two fucking. Uh, yes, tree- up there in the bushes, <laughs> like under the under the freeway, Comey. You think that was the best fucking uh, disguise for? All right, fair enough. They're too busy rapping to notice you, so that's fine. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they bidding each other farewell. Uh, we she says something that I don't know if Aiko hears. We certainly don't hear. Um, mm. And then they uh, will meet, I guess maybe on the stage if they both get their uh, number yeah. of uh, likes as required. Mm. And that means they like have. Obviously, you kind of have gone breaking up as, as she's walking away. She says, it goes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, just raises the fist as I say, acknowledge that. <laughs> yeah, because the manager has said, I see you're hanging out with some fucking girl singing on the streets. It's like, you will cut ties immediately. I, will I forbid this. Yeah, yeah. He's very much so trying to control their life and image to sell them yeah. as a product. Yeah. So it's kind of a bittersweet ending. And then uh, Kobe reveals himself from his disguise, bursts into tears at her performance, and uh, <laughs> and lightens the entire mood for the for the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like, like we saw with the opening bit about the um, I've forgotten the general's fucking names. It's like uh, this it, guy's. It was- they're, they're just not listening like Echo and Nanami. They're just like Liu Bu and Guan Yu because they met Molly <laughs> Turner on the battlefield and Liu Bu respected his, his martial prowess so much that he, he his toys made it to take him alive. And later on, even after the war was settled, they were still were friends into old age. Yeah, so, they met. They managed they to, while, while being like rivals in this particular battle, they kind of spurred each other on and kept each other alive, literally. Um, so, yeah, you can actually be friends with your rivals. Which um, I, I mean, like in the music industry, you probably should be able to be a get on with people, right? <laughs> I feel like that's a good idea. Yeah, uh, I know it wasn't quite you. It was a different romance of the Three Kingdoms character is referenced in this week in today's show as Shoten, which is also a tale of a band getting together or that there were a band of comedians in that one. Um, <laughs> so it was a bit weird. I read that and they went immediately went to this episode, <laughs> and I was. <laughs> Like, okay, uh, I think the show of Shoten one is a little bit better, but it's a but it's more upbeat a tale than the, the tale mm-hmm. told here. Um, but I imagine that will eventually get an anime at some point down the line. Um, mm-hmm. And then they can explain the comedy business to you in the same way this is explaining uh, the music business. Well, the underground idol business specifically is what it's. Uh, oh yeah, I'll describe this the, the, the kind of uh, nightclub gig kind of scene yeah yeah very like on the on the ground of the the trendy hotspots kind of thing yeah yeah, no, yeah. it's very much specifically underground idol i think that's how they mm-hmm. describe Aiko's character um 
there wasn't much with the rapper. I did like the way he's yeah, he's like, rapping the rap pass. Was, what, he managed to rap in by talking to him. He's like, I can't rap well when I put it to lyrics, but I can actually keep a rhyme going other than that. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> but again, funny. he's not as good a rapper when he hasn't actually got a beat behind him. Yeah, okay. yeah, that's that's the weird thing. The beat throws him off somehow. Yeah, <laughs> throws him on, but it does. Um, that's that. Uh, good episode. Um, Take your set. And then on to a very confusing episode of The Demon Girl Next Door, Season 2, Episode 7, A Short Break, The Demonic Summer Festival, in which they open with a recap of the show, except what's being recapped is not the show, it's an entirely different thing that never <laughs> happened. Hey, do I, I, the I, next I, season, I, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I kind of I, I like when, uh, when they, do, they do the previous year and Demon Girl Next Door but it was all stuff that never actually happened <laughs> mm. and now we return to part now come to part two of this of this epic saga <laughs> uh, so it's turned into like Zombieland saga but like as an actual zombie apocalypse I guess yeah it's very much specifically it's Resident Evil I think but I think it yeah. might be the the Resident Evil movies it's referencing more than the video games. Yeah. There, there do appear to be like super heroic characters. In, yes, in with because yeah, yeah. Lilith's flight careens through a glass window, <laughs> and then it continues wanders around the rest of the scene with bits of glass sticking her shoulders, and he's like, mm. oh, "Isn't that bothering you? Oh, it's worth it for the cool entrance." You got time to bleed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, and then it turns out to be a dream. And then the credits play, and then we get another recap. Though this time it is the it is uh, Yoko's what I did on my summer vacation journal that she's got to turn in to school. The detail um, she's put into those fucking drawings is great. I was just like, oh no, you freaking A marks yes. for me anyway. But her friends have to explain. Maybe you don't want to be telling your teacher all this stuff about supernatural things that you're doing during the summer. Did you do anything <laughs> nice for summer besides, you know, like search for clues to a years long missing persons mystery and do a bunch of magical battles and psychically uh, grip with your, with your demons and that kind of stuff. It's like, you know, like, like go to a festival or something. It's like, no, it was all mostly like work. And yeah, all that well, other stuff. yeah, yeah. part of her story that she's written in is I got this job at a restaurant and then I was given some food which caused me to forget about all the time I spent at the restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Yeah, the uh, teacher's going to be suspect of crimes, basically. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also, there's a bit where she... Uh, I think it might be before the book where she's... Reading, like reciting the premise of the show in English, I think that comes in a little before. Oh no, yeah, that's before the, the credits, zombie apocalypse think, yeah. one. It's like, all right, you fucking sum it up then. And she's like, uh, okay, this happened, and then this happened, and there's a there's a handy English guy to translate everything that she said into English. Anyway, eventually they convince her get to go to the summer festival, hmm. and she's like, I, I should, I'm having a great time. As she would go through all the fun things you could do at a festival. You can buy a plastic like she has like sword. a candy apple and like a, a chili dog at the same time. Yes. And I, I was just like, like the different kinds of completely contrasting food. And that's like, why am I having a good time? I'm wearing a yukata. I've got my hair in a ponytail. Why have a good time? And of course, the viewer, you know, she's like, well, she's not with her girlfriend. Uh, and then yeah. what would you know? Her girlfriend shows up 
with her other friend, the other magical girl, uh, because they were wondering where she'd got to, and then they were told to go to the festival also by the uh, tapir and the fox, and the fox has put a curse on Momo, so she can't take the the uh, her festival outfit off until midnight. So mm. she, you've got to have a good time at the festival, Peach Girl. And the, the way that they find her, I, I love the fact that it's like, yes. would a evil sorceress please come to the thing? A tiny little girl evil sorceress, please. And she's like, fucking tiny? What the fuck? That's really messed up, you guys. <laughs> I don't need that publicly announced that I'm very, very short. Um, uh, but I did but, like yeah, that you it, refer to yourselves as minions. Uh, and then <laughs> they get another call. Momo gets a call, the second call, which is, please can you recover the tiny 5,000-year-old woman who we've had to arrest? Whose soul is trapped in a doll because she's been doing the, the string pull lottery and she has not paid for the amount of strings that she has pulled. Yes, and Momo's kind of like, well, that could be any fucking Peach Girl. I don't fucking know. That's that's probably not me. Like, it's fine when when her doll dies, her soul will go back to the, the idol anyway. So yeah, it's fine. I, I don't have to collect her. Uh then the rest of the episode is the pair of them kind of flirting over doing homework. <laughs> uh, that's yeah. not as funny as the first half of the episode. But, uh... mm, mm. It's the idea of their different, very different work ethics. Which is to say, Momo has learned uh, the complete wrong thing from her sister, who just kind of like fob it off until the end of summer. Yeah, that I think that of, I yeah. think somebody mentioned there was like a line which wasn't quite translated right in the previous one. Okay. Uh, I think it was like indicating, which I think has been hinted at before, that the reason why Yoko's sickly is because she's ended up with her curse and her sister's curse. Yeah, yeah, and her sister is obviously feeding off her, her her magic power, making her weaker overall. Yeah. Is the other thing that's kind of thrown us magically weaker. I yeah, I think it was just like a line where it was point. It was like indicating the wrong sister. I think that Sakura said. I think or something like that. Some reason. Uh, the, the other joke I thought worked rather well was the asking the ancestors like, "Hey, what what do you guys do for fun?" It's like, "Oh, I just run around naked all summer." It was great oh, in Mesopotamia. Yes. You could just you could just lie down and get fucking sunburnt naked. It was fantastic. And he's like, "I'm not fucking doing that." And then she realizes later, it's like, wait, she transformed a leaf into y- Yukata. So I ran around a festival wearing nothing but a leaf. Oh, Jesus, fuck. I've done crimes. <laughs> Which is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because she said, oh, yeah, you, just, you used to lie in the shade and keep cool. And, oh, I can't do that. And they said, well, if you wanted to do that, you could lie in the shade naked and uh, drink wine. And it's, I definitely can't do that. There's a, yeah, there's a bunch of things you're doing there. But um Realizing she did like half of the things, mostly the naked things. By accident. yes, but yeah, it's mm. the uh, the difference between being a teenage demon or magical girl and a five thousand year old uh, demon. Mm. Um, mm. And also like, making jokes of the horny things that would happen to a character who is essentially a succubus in any other fucking thing. Whereas yes. this, they're like, oh fucking hell, that's awful. I'm not doing that. I think this was the least yeah. injured we've seen the tape here, though. I think he only got his glasses broken this time. Yeah, he's really recovering. I assume he's going to break his back again at some stage. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, oh, my God. No, I do apologize. I was wrong. I've just found the I've just scrolled back round. No, his arms bandaged up, and he's got various <laughs> patches on his back and side as well. He's not in crutches, I guess. That's a that's. He's a not in crutches. That's a slight improvement mm. over previous appearances. Mm. Uh, then we've got Kaguya Sama, Love Is War, Ultra Romantic episode eight. Hey, Shirogade wants to show off. 
about Kaguya Shinomiya Part 2, and Kaguya wants to confess. Hmm. Thank God. Ah, uh, an older brother, huh? It's pretty embarrassing, am I right? <laughs> Nonetheless, hmm. he's still been told, oh, I wouldn't mind Kay, my little sister. So she's a guy go and see your like your school's culture festival, get some ideas, you know, not so like sport your little stand. Okay, for the vibe. Okay, but don't come just like that. My uniform, but fun. Yeah, but you look totally fucking lame. What are the clothes you got? Well, one, show me, show me what you got. And he comes out dressing like a uh, early two thousands shoujo manga character. I, I, he's just completely overdone. Oh, it's it amazing. Had, it's, it's, it's so, so much overdone. It has like the the low slung jeans with the fucking belt with the big gold eagle buckle. He's wearing a long sleeve top uh, under like under a t shirt. Oh, it's I, not. It's actually it's already stitched together. It is it was always, yeah, it looks made like to that, look like yeah. an undershirt. Uh, the top, like like his sister points out, is like it, it just like it fell through a fucking automatic translator <laughs> with the bad <laughs> English on it. And like Bad a boy needs good <laughs> Lorem Ipsum bullshit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very much so. Um, it's like she's like you. You just really fucking cringe. You can you cannot go dressed like that. What I got like a chain for my wallet, so no one can steal my wallet. It's like no, none of the fucking this has happened. All right, I'm take out all your clothes. I'm gonna look at your clothes and like. There's a I I saw he had a leopard print pair of pants there, and I was just like it's <laughs> it's all awful. Basically, I was going to spike up my hair as well. You know, fucking go, go for the full fucking Roxas from Kingdom Hearts 2 <laughs> vibe there. Like, uh, uh, no, no, leave the hair alone. And it's like, it's all about fucking subtly and cash. Don't fucking, you're, you're overdressed to the nines in a way that looks way too try hard. The fact that you, each of the inside of your pant cuffs have different things written on the inseam is oh not good. Um, and then, like, and just to prove the point, like, the dad comes home dressed cooler than his son. Do <laughs> <laughs> we have a discussion about, okay, what way are we going? Oh, it's going to be a rucksack. Not the fucking rucksack. The fucking like rucksack. A... We're not going to school. It's a festival. I'm going to be having fun. we got to wear yeah. a bum bag. Okay, good. What's a bum bag then? Okay, go. Not there. It's a bum bag. Not wear a bum, bum bag across your shoulder. Like That's the cool way to wear it. And the dad <laughs> is wearing the bum bag in the cool way. Yeah, um, and he's also wearing like a trendy jacket and everything, but it's not too trendy. And it's just like, yeah, the dad is like, "Hey, what's up, kids?" And this is like, it's nearly worse because you're like old and you're trying to fucking recapture your youth. And he's like, "What the fuck? Why am I getting dissed as soon as I come in the door?" Okay, okay, son, son, come here, come here. This is this is making really cool. He goes to the hidden compartment in the bottom door. This is this is the watch. This is fucking watch. Fucking family heirloom there. I saved for watch. three years in, in the fucking factory work, and that factory got shut the fuck down. So you know I wasn't doing well there. And I, it, they, this is the one that astronauts wear. It's the coolest, most expensive piece of clothing I fucking own. And it's like, oh, thanks, Dad. And this is like fucking old man watch. Come on, we're fucking, we're going shopping. This is bullshit. <laughs> okay, give me your money. What do you got? Uh, I have like a commemorative like a Nagano Olympics five thousand yen coin. Then I've got a two thousand yen bill, but it's also a, a commemorative note for it's in it's in it's in wire circulation, and hmm. I was just reading what it was. It's one of the notes that doesn't have a portrait of, of anybody on it. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, and also, most vending machines won't take it. <laughs> Probably why it's still in his wallet. So she's just going to take the birthday money that she knows that he always slips into her wallet anyway. And yeah, this mama, is like mama got paid. <clears throat> gonna take him shopping and he shows up later to the festival and he's like hey little sis how's it going it's like it's like it's grand whatever what do you want takiyaki fuck here you go um like wow it, is that your brother kid he's so cool his brother's like oh 
it's just so fucking annoying. Oh my god, this guy sounds on my case. But uh, the other girls are like, yeah, it's like if I had a bro like that, I'd be want to show him off everywhere. And you can see she's secretly smiling. It's like, yes, <laughs> so my plan was successful to make my brother look cooler than he actually fucking is. Yeah, but like I've got to be cool about it as well. And not like I, like I'd be like, oh god, you're so fucking lame. Oh man. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Because she does think he's cool, but she also wants him to look cool in front of her friends. Yeah. The rest of it then is okay, Kage, you finally got to come down on this. Uh, come down and start culture festival is where it's happening because the whole like, theme we're going for here is Lizard Legend of this princess who was deathly ill the only thing that could save her was like the heart of somebody who really cared for her and someone actually did that in a, in a grand symbolic gesture so that's why if we all got Kaguya's like that's probably bullshit it's probably just something to fucking entice people to look up to the royalty as being better than them it's like true but we have these cute heart pendants and my my sister's my, my brother gave them to his girlfriend and they're getting married now oh and he joined back in again he's gonna be on this side, this side. <laughs> okay Oh no! But <laughs> well, he's got again. Oh, that's strange. I don't know. Do we keep going? I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe we keep going with being recorded. <laughs> All right. Okay. okay. <laughs> that's okay. curious. Oh, he's got just do, do a, a quick, quick assassination off the roof of the building. There, you write that down. Well, yeah, it's just like oh, like hardship pendants and all phone like that, and then Kai's again. I hear something like that, you know, and then the usual way gears are turning. I think they kind of do it in a very kind of casual way and can fall like under my spell, but there's no casual way to do this without everyone doing it right now. Because so, if he so knows I, the I, legend, I then it. it's automatically a declaration of I want to be with you because this is sent as a thing of I want to be with you, and apparently it's magical. So he's like, Can I get like a polka dot handkerchief that has like one of them as a heart so he doesn't fucking notice? What if you find I suck at my office and need you to go out right now and give me one of your handkerchiefs because this particular pattern with only one. One hat, one. one X one, and she's like, "I'm not gonna be able to find that in a day. I, I don't know what you think I can do, honestly." <laughs> well, she's got to do it because you know, there's no fucking way to do it. It's just like it, it could be fucking now or never because he, he, I know he's going away. And it's like, but I gotta do his high stuff because I like Shiragane. I like Shiragane. Everyone's saying, "Yeah, I know I like Shiragane." Everyone's saying, "Hang on, hang on a minute. You've never actually admitted that out loud." Yeah. Are you are you developing as a person? What? Yeah, it's the idea that, and it, as the commentator says, it kind of hits her pride to actually, and she know she knew it, but to admit it out loud is kind of like it's fucking real now, isn't it? That I've said mm. it. Um, so yeah, she's trying to figure out a way of of negotiating this, basically, um, and that kind of leads into the the third part, still, where yeah, boiling um, over, boiling <laughs> yeah. over, and also listening in on. Um, Love-related conversations, basically. Yeah, it was a, they were fun getting an early start in this now because they're all they're getting on the ship of, like before dawn. I thought, oh, is she just coming to the festival in the evening when it's already done? with that seems kind of weird. But I'd say no, they're actually it's getting really, yeah. really mm-hmm. early set up now before the sun's mm-hmm. even come up. I know it's, it's a flurry of activity back there. The fun everyone's kind of going out to pan around. It's kind of the banter of camaraderie and it's just like uh, going out. It's like it's like um. There's kind of like the, the big kind of one brawny dudes at phone say, what's up, bro? And he was in the cheerleading squad also in the, in the uh, culture festival setup committee and all of that. And then like... Uh, and the girl that he likes, he's kind of like, yeah, fucking Subama, cheerleading yeah. for life. You know, she's cuddling into him and he's just yeah, like... Man. Uh, Ooh, yeah, 
about this. And then what's the glasses girl? She comes in. Um, or or a saggy or a saga like that. Yeah, Eno's friend with the glasses. Just like, hey guys, what's up? Uh, very very in. dry girl. Yeah. yeah. And then she <laughs> comes in for, and then up on Brody phone saying, hey, or saggy, if we're going to see you, can you see your kid? I was going for saying, yeah, what's up? Fun hang out. Fun saying, it's like, oh. I didn't know you were getting on very well with fun, you know, because you're in the cast and you seem like the bookish type and he's like a big brawny dude and all fun. He's the job and, type, so... Oh, oh yeah, sure. Oh, yeah, we're we're, we're we're going out. Like, huh? Yeah, yeah, with the whole setup and the, the culture festival and all that, like, and we got, you know, got, you know, got, t- got chatting for a bit. He, you know, he, he, he said, was texting me going. and basically he was like, hey, you want to give it a go? And I was like, yeah, fuck it, why not? And they're like, that's so casual. How can you do that? And it's like, it's festival magic, man. Must be that Bunkusan magic. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, bunkers and magic, as an error explains. It's just like, you know, the, the emotions are heightened. So, like, your your actual, like, success rate for any kind of confession of, of truth is really, but, like, like, goes up by, like, a, a factor of three. So, like, anything could happen out there. It's, yeah, it's I think it's, like, shot. like, basically, you're some mad shit where it's, like, you got a 60%, like, because Kage is, like, ah, what if he turns me down? What if he says he likes me, but he doesn't like me romantically, and that would just break my little heart. But it's, like, I got a 60% shot on top of what I already got. Fuck. That's really good fucking odds. And um, as we see... Uh, yeah. Ishigami. Our, Ishigami leaving. And I just was like, yeah, whatever. Fucking, that doesn't matter to me. And he's like, fucking yes, yes, yes. Outside. Good, like, good, good fun. She's definitely, definitely, single, definitely fucking single. Oh, this is, I gotta do it right now. I gotta do it right now. Fun saying, but I gotta be cool about it. And Kagi obviously up. overhears him like, like basically fist pumping as hard as he possibly can in a corridor where she's right there. Um, And she's like, dude, isn't that a bit fucking like you're taking advantage because the odds are thing. And he's like, no, I'm basically taking a shot because, like, uh, I, I'm I'm basically using this opportunity not because it increases my odds, because I'm using this opportunity to be brave. I thought I didn't stand a chance at all because I thought she was already with the guy, but that means she's probably single, so I can at least ask her to go with me as a friend and then maybe ask her out during. Yeah, that's my plan. Also, I got my grades up on my last uh, on my last exam. And that's why I say what I was going to fucking do. So, like, I, I proved to myself I can stick to something and get better at it. And mm-hmm. I should have some belief in myself. So I'm going to fucking, I got to do it. But no, I got to fucking consider it. And, and kind of like points in, yeah, let's do, let's, 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 let's go do it right now. I mean, no, it's, not, it's not ever, right? We got to do it right now, right? Because she needs something to see. She, so she go right for somebody else so she can believe yes. in the Bunkusai magic. Yeah, she's and, starting to believe more and more as, as it kind of goes, but it's obviously she's getting kind of caught up in other people's shit to try and prove the magic to herself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's going on right there? It's like, I guess I want to do a guy, like, you know, maybe I got to do this, like, kind of press the guy, it's now and ever, and then, like, Kagi has done it the entire premise of this series. <laughs> and then immediately, like, falls back into it within, like, a minute, which is, <laughs> which is funny that the commentator's like, wait a minute, that's the opposite of what this show is about. Again. Basically, she out and out says something like, love isn't about warfare. It's not, a, whoever confesses first doesn't lose. And the, our commentator's like, oh, shit, are we in trouble? Are we going to get cancelled? <laughs> <laughs> He's kind of going, come on. And <laughs> in this motion, come on. Yeah, but saying, then basically, oh, sorry, go on. I think they're only about two-fifths of the way through the series. So. <laughs> yeah. Everyone... <laughs> In the comments, expecting at the fucking end of this, it's like, nah, sorry, lads, it, it goes it's, on further. Than it's that. just gonna make it a more crushing thing where it doesn't happen at all. Uh, <laughs> that's gonna be like the fuse is lit for the instant that will happen at a culture festival. There's probably just gonna be a scene of like massive embarrassment and then yeah. secondhand embarrassment for anybody not involved. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> I, again, the premise is not them confessing to each other. The premise is they're fucking dipshits who can't and they can't let their own pride get in the way of 
their happiness, which is, or it, it, it's a bizarre situation, but that's kind of where Kaguya is at the end. She's kind of like more believing in the festival magic, but also her pride is making them like, I'm going to see if I can get him to do it to me, though. <laughs> mm. Which is probably yeah. the way it's going to reverse on the opposite side as well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, timing, is, it's, it's a spot on, as always. Uh, yeah. I, 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 that's what you really gain as well from this. Is this um, we are reading like a, a comedic, a, com- a comedic manga, you know, and it, 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 if, it's, if it's got a good enough flow, you, you, you get, get the kind of timing right then and there. But it's like, yeah. it knows precisely what the timing is, and it's just, it knows it was when to work it. And it works so well, we're just, just going to have this, like, little bits for Kay is holding her hand out to get to get the money out of the and it was kind of like fun have that out and do it just in a, in a four color style, just that one little cut right there, mm-hmm. complete chain of style, and they're going bananas with that and like you know, it's just the the yeah. textual elements on his on Chiragana's disgusting outfit, and they have lots of fun playing around with the kind of um, the typeface of that and all that shit. Uh, I, I love like the again they're just like so experimental with uh, a lot of the stuff. Like Kagi's reaction to talking to himself is um, it, it kind of cuts to like the 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 manga style. Like it becomes like um, uh, black and white basically. And I was just like, oh, that's that's so really nice. Like to show that it, it kind of like we're taking it back to its roots kind of thing. Like it, it's hitting her that emotionally deep. Uh, the things he's saying and that kind of stuff. It's just a wonderful looking show and a wonderful pace show, like you said. Mm. Right. I'm back from taking care of business and. Told you, I told you he was going to kill somebody. I bet he did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got the call. Uh, it's time for Dragon Quest The Adventure of Die, episode 79 The Silver Haired Him. In which. I don't, I don't know if Shunkil is very smart or very stupid. Uh, uh, I mean, like it's it's the kind of stupid that circles around to back being smart, or the kind of smart that circles around back to being stupid. I think we whichever. should agree, though, the pair of them are both very macho. Oh, yes. the, the the most like this is easily the most shonen thing this week. Not not that it's a huge contest, <laughs> but it's just like now I'm gonna punch you as hard as I can. Right, I'm gonna oh, punch yeah. you as hard as I can. The only thing harder than Nora Campbell is my fucking rippling bud right here, charged <laughs> for the last of my aura. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, they face off. Like, come on, get up, dude, get up! And he's like, yeah. "Oh, you got up again." Okay. Yeah, they face mm. off at the start. Him gets the better of Hyunko, sends him down. <laughs> then we quickly check in on the guys having their picnic, and <laughs> uh, I can't get it used was, to the pop healing him. Mark's it was like, weird being healed by a, by a boy. He's like, Ugh. "Oh, I guess I don't need to." Come on, die! Don't be like that. What's What's the point of me, mom? No, you've given up being a healer, like. 50 episodes ago, ma'am. <laughs> you yeah. punch things real good, you know, fucking Hokkaido no, Shinken. You, can just, you like, punch fun. healing into it so it dies. That's how, that's how you work now. They explode, yeah. They, mm-hmm. We're going to be good. It's too bad most of you should be facing or like inanimate like, like uh, chess piece golems or like uh, creatures composed of pure shadow like Miss Fern and turns up and say, it's mm-hmm. so empty around here because it just need me to take out the trash. That's why you're feeling so kind of uh, fearful and anxious right now. That's why he gives them the very quick tour. It's like, oh, this is the main plaza. And obviously from here, you can go up the, the main uh, thing and then you get to the tower. And up there, you'll find my boss. He's like, why are you giving us a tour? Because you're going to fucking die. This <laughs> is the most gorgeous room in the palace. And then we, we, we make it up for a fitting tomb for all of you. <laughs> yeah, good art stuff. You know, he, he doesn't yeah. talk much. But so when he gets something out, he really makes it count. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And then him's like, oh, what a noble foe he uncle was. Are you looking at me, Dad? Sorry, Lord Hadler. Uh, 
Uh, hang on a second. Hyunkle's getting back up. He's and he's taking, taking his, his off. spear off. He's taking his armor off. He's throwing it away, and he's saying, "Just me and you. Let's see whose aura punches the best." I do like the way it's the opposite of like the wrestling thing. He's like, "Oh, he's getting the steel chair. Uh, he's putting the steel chair away. Oh, what's he going to do next?" <laughs> that, well, one well, of them is the steel chair. Or maybe <laughs> maybe they watched this episode before they booked. Uh, the AEW pay-per-view at the weekend because that, that was how the main event ended was Ooh. our hero Hangman Page he, he'd he accidentally knocked the referee down and there was his belt and he was pondering shall I use it against CM Punk should I take it, should I cheat to guarantee a victory and he couldn't bring himself to do it and then CM Punk got up and GTSed him and won uh, and <laughs> the irony is the time in which he was taking to agonize over whether hitting him with the belt, he probably mm. could have woken the referee up and pinned CM Punk in the meantime. Yeah, but yeah, but, but, yeah. but you got to have this thing because now he's uh, he's like a fan favorite. We had to see him lose, but um, we don't want him to kind of lose in such a way that you know, like yeah. he's overpowered and say no, he was defeated by his own high and upstanding morals. He was that. That's the only thing. He was he was too pure of a character. And yeah, that's what yeah. was his downfall. What, what, what made him lose is the thing you like about him as his role. Um, yeah, which is, I guess, the same thing in, in this case, because Hyunkle's yes. fucking insanity is the thing that helps him <laughs> yes. win. Uh, they they yeah. rush at each other, and him is surprised that Hyunkle is the one who connects. His, him's fist didn't even touch Hyunkle. Uh, mm. And he sends him to the ground with a hole in his chest, and then he's like, I'm not going to finish you off him. I want you to get up. Get up, go to that castle, find my friends, they'll heal you. You don't have to help them after they've healed you. But I'm not taking your life, I'm taking your death. Because him explaining it's like, oh, I couldn't have actually cracked Oracalcum, except you've gotten so strong that I cross-countered you, so I used your own strength against you. <laughs> also, inspiring speech, I'm not great at it. When they said, when they turned me to the light side and shit, like, I... I it was a lot more nice. I'm being kind of mean about my inspiring speech. Sorry about that. I'm, I'm still new with this good guy. If, you, if you're a real badass, you're, gonna, you're, you're gonna live and fight me again. That's what a real badass would do. Mm-hmm. I would know because I'm a badass. As <laughs> well, like it's one. That's why I can't tell if he's really dumb or really smart, or is this some kind of yes, this kind of like uh, savant quality to him. But saying, but how did you hit me first? Well, I talk back to the hidden avant style of the hollow stance. We just kind of. You gotta yeah, yeah. kind of take one, and then like, we find opportunity, and then you punch him back. Why is it, I, I adapted that? Or if I just hit you first, I won't need to get hurt anymore. <laughs> I, I think it's both, because particularly once, <laughs> once yeah. the thing which is going to negate the, any arguments the pair are going to have about whether or not uh, they should look on each other with honor and compassion, um, mm. a whole load of other chess pieces show up. And Tim's like, why? Why is my friend? Why are my friends back? Why are there seven more of me here? And then, full chest set, baby. Yes, a mysterious figure stands on the battlements and basically calls him an idiot for saying it's a chess set, buddy. There's two of each of those pieces, and there's eight of you. But there's you have only to explain one. chess to a pawn piece. Yes. Yeah, it's like, come on, dude. <laughs> there's only one the piece that goes moves independently, and that's me, the king, maximum. Yeah, yeah, that's why I was mixing it up earlier. <laughs> I love his metal mustache; it's fantastic. He looks, he looks great. Like you know, this, you've already, you've only heard the voice, you've seen the went so far, and you've seen it, but that's exactly the face I imagined. <laughs> 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 he was like, not wouldn't be out of place 
as like a, a One Piece like character, if one, some kind of big birdie captain type. Mm-hmm. I could see that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we also learned from Mistfern's reaction to this happening is that Maximum's the cleaner of Fern Castle. Mm-hmm. I assume that's like like a like a kind of. Um... Leon, the professional type cleaner, oh, well, rather than a, a sweeper. Maybe. I think there's a chance that he might be a literal cleaner. <laughs> but, uh... I guess, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, he's, just, he's just like uh, going around, is fucking shining up everything. He's got one Spencer's brass all of his hands. I'm kind of hoping that uh, Maximum possible. has has like a, a rule because they all had like vague chess theme things. So like, you can't take the king. You have to put him in a position where he can't possibly get out of it. So it's like Yonko and him are going to have to checkmate him simultaneously. Well, that's the next episode, Child yeah. Checkmate. But on yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. It, it sounds really good. And also yeah. just a shitload of chess pieces beating the fuck out of each other. And like, yeah, sounds good. Yeah, and our two lads who've just spent an episode beating each other up are now going to team up and beat up the bad guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, dear. Good stuff. I'm really glad you fell for that uh, ruse of mine, that, that challenge of mine, him, because if you just like uh, went on me like you really with all the combos and shit, you would have beaten the shit out of me. So I'm really glad you fell for that. Yeah, they're both run on empty. Um, Yonkel has no fucking tricks left. Uh, him is has a big crack in the side of him, and it's kind of like, well, now to fight every other chess piece in the fucking mm. set. Yeah, we saw, we saw the rest of the bits of the dark armor spear. It was like, no, we got the spear. We've seen like the boomerang. Uh, it also has like no a pair of knives that kind of come out, little kind of tactical holsters there. He's trying to do the, the grand cross again. It's like, oh yeah, that's, that's cool. Little tricksy bits. Mm. Then, finally, it is Spy Family Episode 8, the counter-secret police, sorry, the counter-secret police cover operation, uh, Hmm. in which we deal with a brother who claims to be a diplomat. He's actually part of the secret police, but he has only one particular blind spot, and that is his own sister. Yeah, so I I do appreciate that Lloyd managed to figure out, it's like, oh, this motherfucker is secret police. Um... Because he is good at being a spy. He's good at his job. And he's dumb at literally everything else, like all the other characters. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Just, just picking up on her, making small talk about, oh, I have went on holiday to not Hungary and in not Budapest. And this is like wonderful bakery where you can get these wonderful pastry ones. And then Lloyd goes, ah, oh, I've been to that bakery. Is, is the old uh, master running it? Yes, he is. You know, he's going strong. It's just like, I know, I know full well that bakery, you know, like it's still there, but the son has since taken over the running of it. He's just like using the the, the agreed upon cipher, using like the the how to be uh, how to fucking like um kind of how, how to, to explain like, your diplomatic how, how, how do like, yeah. how do spy stuff, how to encrypt your messages and communications like one oh one. He's in the same like book that's like standard in the field. This guy's involved with the Secret Service. And, that, and, and that again, like three hundred, not two hundred these days. Yeah, because there was a, a drought that particular year of the wine. It's just like, like he keeps up to date on the stuff, whereas yeah. the guy just has like a, a blank filler story where it's like, hey, your says, like, weren't you on a diplomatic thing to that country recently? He's like, yes, in fill in the blank story, basically, that he's been taught. Yeah. And then we get like the various bits of flashbacks where it becomes just how oblivious he is when it comes to his sister. Oh, that was amazing. The childhood so of uh, returning home as a, as like a young teenager and a teenager just drenched in blood. It's okay. It's not mine. It's okay. It's not mine. I got that. Uh, <laughs> I got that world atlas you were looking for. Oh, sis, you're always looking out for me. It's like. She's like making him dinner and she's covered in fucking blood and gore from her job. 
Um, and th- the 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 various bits I thought like were particularly great, like where he's like, "No wine for you today, you are." And she's like, "Yeah, I know, I, I know, I get fucking drunk." But then her brother gets really fucking drunk. Runs in the family. Just, yeah, it's just like I can't own the liquor. And, and she's like, "Don't worry, I got a foolproof fucking story that's going to convince him as to why I didn't tell him for a year that I got married." And he's like, "Okay, I guess that I guess this works." She's like, "I forgot." But why, why didn't you tell me before? I forgot that I forgot. And he's like, oh, you're, you're always Checks out. <laughs> yep. I just like you. <laughs> That's right. He must be as dumb as her. I did not consider this. And then they flinch when their hands are about to touch. And he's like, ah, if you've been married a year, why are you flinching from each other's touch? Yeah. Uh, you, is essentially him going, kiss, kiss, kiss. Come kiss. on. If you really love, you prove it. You can make out it for me right now. I want to see you go fucking hog wild on my sister, all right? You can go for it. (laughs) Because I can't. (laughs) And yeah, again, leading up to that scene where they established early on that they put the bunch of lovey-dovey photos up. They've changed their their bedroom setup so that it's like, what is it, like Love Love or something like that? Pillows. It's for, for complete, like, 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 live, laugh, love, fucking shit yes. hanging around, you know, that yeah. kind of crap. They but they're Anya... kind of embarrassed by it. It's kind of like, this is a bit weird. Um... Yeah. <laughs> they, they put Anya to bed, so you know, he's going to, like, wander on this episode and, and to fun saying, right, uh, of course, uh, I can't sweep it, but you got a child? What the fuck? <laughs> uh, I think they've mentioned it, but, it, like, yeah, he hasn't got to fully react it because the brother's arriving. Uh, yeah, and I, I feel like also they've the story's keeping Anya out of it, so she's not using her mind reading powers to complicate this bit of the story any further. <laughs> it's pretty complicated, yeah, yeah, as yeah. it is. I don't know, it's more fun as well to have like Lloyd just like deduct uh, up on, oh, this dude is on, this, he's involved in Secret Service. And like, uh, you can see a bit of him on the job as well, like, you know, they were interrogating some dude who was passing secret papers for money, you know, and it's like he got the fucking, the hard ass, like, commander with a scar over his eye. He's like, talk, you dog, you know, fun, tell us about everything you know. It's like, okay, I gotta go outside for a minute. Well, let's, like, my colleague speak to you. And he's all like, Hey, buddy, come on, you know, fun. Now, why do you want to hand over papers to the foreign powers? I mean, what is something like silly like that? You must have a good reason. He's just at the friendly ear, as you know, they bring in. His, yeah, his you think he's supposed to be like the good cop, and they're asking outside. He's like, why did he even fucking get promoted? It's like, according to the chief, he's just super cute. And I don't really get it. But it's like, no, no, he's the bad cop. And <laughs> instead of like burning him with a cigarette, he's like slamming his face into the ashtray and just rubbing it. <laughs> it's just like, Ugh, okay, he's like, I got a dinner date with my sister, so you better fucking talk. <laughs> um, uh, and then we see from the preview that it looks like he's almost immediately regretting telling his sister to kiss her husband. <laughs> to make out in front of him. <laughs> yeah, that, of course you're going to regret asking for that. What the hell is wrong with you? Um, but he is very drunk. And he's, well, I think defense. there's a number of things wrong with him. We might want to talk about his based on this episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm. But again, like the... Lloyd kind of figuring it out because he doesn't know his sister's an assassin or that Lloyd is obviously the master spy that he's looking for and his sister doesn't know that he's a secret police and her husband is the thing. Everyone doesn't know what anyone is so we need to like make that a little simpler by Lloyd knowing what at least one other character is secretly. Yeah, I think that, that, I think that's the good. That that is his ability, isn't it? Is that mm. he's got he's got more information than every other character has. 
yeah, yeah, in, yeah. A, in any given scene, generally. And he still doesn't know a shitload of stuff. Like, yeah. Daddy's daughter is psychic, for example. <laughs> yeah, just like, like it, but daughter does know it, but doesn't have, like, the proper yes. context for this. So, can't, yes. like, it'll sound super serious to her, and then we get, like, you know, her doing a weird face. <laughs> and, and the <laughs> fact that process it. the amount of times in the series where Anya has kind of given away that she's psychic by responding <laughs> to things he's saying inside his inner monologue. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> does make uh, him look well, more foolish. Well, it just like she just goes off on her little, uh, those sort of little things, and she's all fun. She's been watching too much of her Bond Man program again, but she's learning how to, she's learning how how, how fractions work. Like, like, Daddy, how many bullets does Bond Man's gun have? It's like, uh, it's got, well, probably it's got an, an eight round magazine there. It's like a, oh, she's uh, he has two eighths of his bullets left. Very good, Anya. That's correct. You're learning how fractions work with bullets. Mm-hmm. So he's he's not against her watching this thing that will probably compromise his spy career somewhat. Yeah, uh, well, it, it's completely <laughs> exaggerated, but it is somewhat educational. So I'll allow, I'll allow this in my house. Also, the the comparison between the uh, the torture of the um, the person who was selling state secrets <laughs> and the torture of Bondman, who's getting like very lightly <laughs> whipped with a basically like a, a bit of string. Give me your worst, you scum! Oh, my, my hot lips! Oh. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Again, just a very well put together show of um, of contrast of fucking morons, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is probably like the least excitingly animated episode, though. I think. Of... I, I mean, like it's basically dinner. Um, yeah, it's, it's the entire. Yeah, you know, <laughs> give give them a break. You know, they can't put yeah. in the kind of every week. They'll they'll, they'll bust a gasket. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the favorite, my favorite, funny bit of dialogue from the brother is when. Uh, Lloyd says that he'd protect Yor from uh, spears and meteors. <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> he's like, I'm I sure I... spears, but meteors. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> you just... um, uh, yeah, I, I also it... like the bit where, where he's saying, "Is like, no, I absolutely love Yor. I'm madly about her. She's like, she's hot as shit." And she's like, "I know we're only pretending, but I'm getting fucking like, woof." Uh, and the fact uh, that yeah, he's, the fact that he's like thinking that you're. Is going to give him some sort of pet name like Lloydy, and then he starts using it once he's drunk. <laughs> Come on, Lloydy, kiss my wa- kiss my wife, kiss my um, sister. Well, that would have been the thing he would have slipped and saying, "Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not just not just at all, not just at all, not just at all." I mean, like, nope, he literally nope, says, "It's nope. like I'm fine with my sister getting married. I was hoping that would be the case, but it has to be against someone better than me. So fucking prove it to me." <laughs> 